I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's going to be a doozy. Now, on top of all the questions you have, and you have a bunch of angry questions about the New York thing in the beginning, I'm just going to address that really quickly again, just like last night. I'm not doing an entire show on something you knew was coming that we've done multiple shows on. What do you want me to say? I'm mad. You're mad. It sucks. But I will address all this in the beginning, and then we'll get to some fun questions. But we have heavy questions. We have heavy headlines. People want to know. There are all kinds of headlines out there. Why are why is there so much celebration of the shooter from Nashville? We're going to talk about that. Xi Jinping says China's ready for war. The conservatives, the right, is making fun of Nancy Pelosi for not knowing the Constitution, and I'm going to make fun of the right for that. We have questions about ordering takeout food. We have so much to talk about tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's knock a few of these more serious ones out first. I mean, there'll be serious ones throughout, but let's get these out of the way first. First, Jesse, it's my understanding that that George Soros has been banned from entering or living again in some countries. Can we do the same thing? 
Is that something America can do, or is that something, or is that not something our Constitution or the people will back? If it's something we can do, why is it we have not acted on it all these years? Keep up the great work. Okay. Well, one, let's understand one thing clearly, very, very, very clearly. America can do whatever it wants, whatever it wants. And you reference the Constitution. And let me be clear about this. I love the Constitution. You love the Constitution. I'm glad you know it. But please stop thinking about that document as something that is going to protect you, as something that, frankly, matters at all anymore. I don't take any pleasure in saying that at all. But it's true. You know, let's get right into this Nancy Pelosi thing. Here's a headline from Fox News. Nancy Pelosi roasted over, I'll, I'll come back to Soros, believe me, it's all on the same lines. Nancy Pelosi roasted over Trump indictment tweet saying he has a right to prove his innocence at trial. And everyone's dumping on that, saying that's not constitutional. What are you talking about? That's not the law. You know what I think when I hear that? It honestly, it makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me cringe and not on Nancy Pelosi's behalf. Nancy Pelosi's out there speaking about power. She's out there speaking about reality. We got our communist DA in New York City to arrest your guy. He can try to prove his innocence at trial. And the right, the right that is all always seems to be 20, 30 years behind the communists has once again lamely rolled up. Yeah, she's so stupid. That's not it. That's not constitutional. Do you think, you think Nancy Pelosi cares what's constitutional? Do you think Alvin Bragg cares what's constitutional? I, I am glad that you have your pocket constitution. I actually, I really am. It is a wonderful document. I'm not disrespecting it. I'm disrespecting people who still think it matters at all. Take your pocket constitution down to the New York City DA's office and hand it to Alvin Bragg so you can watch him wipe his rear end with it. Your constitution, the constitution itself, yes, it is supposed to be the law of the land. Yes, it's a wonderful document. Making sure the government is limited. Yes, yes, all those things are 100% true. The constitution, we all must understand, is simply a contract and many people who lead the nation, if not all of them, have opted out of it. Oh, when all the powerful people opt out of it, why do we still bring up the Constitution anymore? Why are we thinking about, why are we even dreaming about limiting ourselves with the Constitution anymore? So let's go back to your question. By the way, Chris, I want you to dig some up for me. I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to do it. This would have helped me make my point if I knew I was going to go off on this at the beginning of the show. Recently, it might have been this week or last week, one of Joe Biden's nominees for one of the high courts didn't know what Article 5 was in the Constitution. Dig that up for me if you wouldn't mind really fast. Anyway, back to my point. So when we think about things like deporting George Soros, and let's go off on that for just a moment. George Soros was not born here. George Soros is a foreign-born billionaire who not only has spent billions of dollars 
creating civil unrest within the borders of the United States of America. He brags about it. He pens articles in the New York Times. He sits down for television interviews, not only bragging about what he did, exclaiming, proclaiming that he intends to do it again and again and again. And it's one of those things. You know how I played that cut last night? I'm not going to play it again here. But you remember how I played that cut last night of Defense Secretary Austin saying he has no regrets about the pullout of Afghanistan? And what did I say about it? I said it sounds small. Not that it's not a big deal, but it sounds small. But it's a great indicator of how much trouble we are actually in. It's a great indicator how much trouble this nation is in that George Soros hasn't been purged from these shores. You've heard me say it before if you've listened to this show for a long time. But I'll say it again. No nation, no significant nation in the history of mankind would uh, would allow a foreign-born rich guy to not only spend a fortune to create unrest in their cities, to brag about it. All of them would have handled the problem. Many of the old school ones would have just killed him. They wouldn't even thought about it. Trial, banishment, they'd have just gone and killed him. I'm glad we're not that kind of nation. I'm glad the world has changed, but we can't banish him. We can't banish him from our shores. We can't strip him of his citizenship, ban him from our shores, and promise to imprison him when he comes back. Any serious nation that was interested in surviving would do that. Now back to your question about the Constitution. Does the Constitution ban us? We have got to set aside the Constitution. And I know you've never heard that on conservative radio, if that's what you consider this before. But my goodness, we're worried. Well, can we deport George Soros? Is it constitutional? Listen to this. This guy's getting ready to sit on one of the highest courts in the land. I don't think he's ever read the Constitution. Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, in my 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Yeah, yeah. Nine years as assistant attorney general. What was it, how many? 12 years as a judge, did she say, Chris? I think she just said 12 years as a judge. Yeah. What's Article 5? Oh, Article 5? Of, wh of what? USA Today? I don't, I, I, Article 5? I don't know. But there were articles? Okay, what about... Article 2, maybe you're just having a brain fart. Ooh, Article 2? Gosh, how many are there? Huh, I didn't... Man, I don't know about that one either. We walk into battle every day on the right, and we walk into battle with this, this wonderful list of rules, and it really is a great list of rules. Hey, I won't do this, and you can't do that, and we won't do this, and we won't do that. And Man, we are proud of that list of rules, because that list of rules has made for some great games, hasn't it? It's been fantastic for our sport overall, and it's been some great games. But we walk into battle with this list of rules every time, and they walk into battle 
and we present this list of rules to them. Here, hey, look, these are our rules. And they look at it and say, oh, oh, that's hilarious. Those are your rules. Those aren't my rules. Not my rules. And we say, no, 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 that's it. It's the Constitution. And I said, that's your Constitution. I've never even read it, nor do I care about it. Those aren't my rules. Go ahead, stick with your rules. I'll do with no rules. No, but it's not constant. We, we, we continue to come back to it as if it will save us. The Constitution ain't coming to save you. It's not. George Soros to be purged from these shores. A Republican AG should have already issued an indictment for a Democrat. Yeah, you know what, Chris? I'll bring that up in a minute about the Japanese in World War II. It's, it's one of the great examples. And I'm not being hard on you who wrote in and referenced the Constitution, lady. I'm really not, or any of you who have. I, I understand. I'm being hard on the right as a whole, thinking that it's coming to save them or thinking that we even need to ask that question. We have a foreign-born billionaire causing murder and mayhem and arresting our political friends in this country. Get him out permanently. Get him out for our shores. All right. We're, I'm, I'm not done on this yet. We're going to keep going off on this. I have a couple other things. Hey, we are going to get to takeout food. Don't worry. We're going to get to takeout food, Chris. <laughs> Chris, did you see takeout food? I didn't know. I wasn't sure if that what. I don't know all the rules, Chris. Anyway, here's something for you. Your your cell phone? That's an easy, easy, easy thing to switch this weekend. I tell you a lot about Pure Talk. I tell you about the money savings. I tell you about them giving back to veterans, helping veterans suicide, which, as you know, is something that's always big for me because veterans are struggling so much. But you know what I haven't told you in a while? How easy it is to switch? Ten minutes? It, it sounds, oh, I don't want to switch cell phone companies, all these contracts. No, no, there are no contracts. Ten minutes on the phone. You don't even have to give up your cell phone or your cell phone number. It's that easy. And you switch from one of these commie scum companies to a company that loves you. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Ten minutes. By the way, when you say Jesse Kelly, that'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Pound two five zero. Say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. Reminding you, you can email the show during the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's going to be such a good night. I'm already having so much fun. Remember, don't be the only one who plays by the rules. And this is what I get. Well, Jesse, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be the good guys. Okay. I'm glad you do. That is good. What do you think makes a good guy? I'm just, I'm just asking. What do you think makes a good guy? Let me ask you something. When you think about World War II in the Pacific, would you consider the Marines the good guys? The Japanese, the bad guys, it'd be pretty hard to argue anything else. I realize war can get complicated, but given how the Japanese conducted themselves with women and children in that war and the things they did, it'd be hard to argue the Japanese were anything but the bad guys there. Okay. So you consider the Marines the good guys. If you were a Marine and you were fighting the Japanese on those islands, you know, especially when you got closer to Japan, as you got closer and closer to the mainland, 
you were going to start encountering civilians? And did you know that the Marines would fairly regularly have to kill those civilians because the Japanese would use them as human shields? They'd find young mothers because they knew American values. They'd find young mothers and their babies and their children, then they haul them into caves with them. So the Marines would be hesitant, obviously, to be chucking grenades and stuff like that in there. And the Marines would try to go in and get them out the other way, and then the Marines would die, and eventually the Marines would realize, I have no choice. I've, I've got to just kill everyone in the cave. You want to hear a Marine talk about that. Remember, I've told you before, the greatest documentary ever. It's virtually impossible to find. I don't own it. I, I watched it very blurrily on YouTube one night. I don't know how to get a hold of it. The BBC did it. It's called Hell in the Pacific. It's not a not the movie. I know there's a movie called Hell in the Pacific, but the BBC did a documentary, greatest documentary I've ever seen, on the Marines and fighting in the Pacific and the Brits and fighting in the Pacific and things like that. And I believe it's at the opening of the, the documentary. I haven't seen it before, but a Marine who's there, who was there, was sitting down being interviewed. And he referenced something. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he referenced something about having to blow up women and kids in a cave. And he finishes it off by saying, if that makes you mad, so I don't care. We were there. You weren't. We want to think that the good guy means we never, ever, ever have to get our hands dirty. But that is so painfully naive. That is, that is, that is the result of a feminized American society, a watered down American history, unbelievably watered down. Well, like our found, even our founding, even if you get a teacher who's outstanding, some teacher who's going to teach you history and they'll teach you about the founding of the nation and the declaration of independence and the constitution and all that. And those things are wonderful. And you want to learn those things, but Americans, especially the right, they will grow up believing that the constitution gave us our freedoms. No, your freedoms were given to you by some rough man who spent his off hours drinking in a tavern but he actually grabbed the musket and stabbed a couple British soldiers in the face, and that's the reason you're free today. That's the hard truth of it. Can we, should we, is it constitutional to uh, do this or constitutional to do that? Do they seem stressed out about the Constitution at all? Does that seem like something that's holding them back? It's not. And I've got news for you, just like those Marines fighting the Japanese. Thankfully, ours is a culture war. I'm not having to actually kill anybody. Don't kill anyone, by the way. But thankfully, ours is a culture war, not that. But just like those Marines, you're going to have to play by their rules. You are going to have to adjust how you fight to play by their rules. And the second option, if that makes you uncomfortable, is losing. No, I'm not going to throw that grenade in that cave. I'm not hurting any women and kids. Okay, that's very morally upright of you. I applaud you for it. You just killed how many of your Marine buddies who have to die now trying to get them out a different way? Are you still the good guy? If I have 10 Marines sitting beside me and I decide I just can't do that and I get my 10 closest friends killed in combat because I won't do that, am I still the good guy? At what point do I stop being the good guy and start being somebody who's either naive or a coward? We have got to wake up and realize what we're dealing with here. All right, now I've got a couple more things I want to address about this uh, ridiculous thing. We do have to address takeout food, and someone wants to know, should they leave the country and raise their kids somewhere else? I will address all these things. We also have to get into this trans shooter being lionized, being made into a saint by, well, I mean, by everyone. And not only that, 
the trans protesters, they're out there holding up seven fingers as if there were seven victims in the shooting, including the shooter in it. They're being lionized everywhere. He's MSNBC. Hundreds of people showed up today. I mean, probably about 1,500, maybe even upwards of that showing out. A lot of young people, a lot of young students skipping school, a lot of parents bringing their young kids here as well. And I talked to the organizer of today's event. She's a single mom herself. Her son's about to turn oh, five. Shocker. And she said she felt mobilized to act when she saw this on Monday. She put the flyer out immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. you get it. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations 
Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, so we have all that to get into. Hey, we got a long road to hoe. Now, not on the show. Tonight's going to be a fun show to hoe. I don't know <laughs> that that was the way to put that, Chris. I don't. Why do you hoe the road? I don't know. What does that mean? It's not a hoe a road. It's hoe a row. Like a row of oh, hoeing a row of corn makes more sense. Wow, I've been, I've been saying that wrong for forty-one years. That's embarrassing. Anyway, um, maybe I need more male vitality stack from chalk because my mind doesn't work right sometimes. I would have swore, Chris. I don't think Jewish producer Chris is right there. Either way, male vitality stack from chalk helps you think clearer, even though I apparently can't anymore. And look again, I want to remind you. 20% increase in your testosterone, you'll see a lot more than just, well, the other side benefits. Your mind will be so much sharper. You will have so much more energy, so much more focus. Ladies, the female vitality stack does the same thing for you. Get some real natural nutrition in your body from the hardcore anti-communists at Chalk. These are our people. 35% off subscriptions, baby. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE, all right? We'll be back. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it! Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, we got to play more Guess Who on the show. I like, Every time we play him, you know what's always bothered me about him, though? I, I can't get it out of my head. You're daggone right, Chris. Canadians. What? Now, and I like Canadians. Now, here's, let me explain, because I know we have a, it's our second biggest audience, believe it or not, is Canada, because they're some of the most hardcore righties you've ever seen. Hardcore anti-communists are in Canada, because their president almost sucks almost as bad as ours does. Or wait, is Trudeau a prime minister? I don't know. Well, whatever, whatever those people have up there. So, I love Canada. I love Canadians. The people are good. The hunting and fishing is outstanding. You know how much time I spent up there. But it doesn't seem like rock band country, does it? It seems like it shouldn't. They, they guess who should be American? You know what, Chris? They are American. We just decided. Like Phil Collins, that's exactly right. And Led Zeppelin, American. And Rolling Stones, American. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Focus. It is the Jesse Kelly Show today. Great orator. Are they planning to have Donald Trump do a John Gotti perp walk? This can only backfire on them. All this for a misdemeanor beyond its statute of limitations. He may have more Dems and independent voters. His name is Rick. One, Trump fans better hope he's going to get to do a perp walk. I promise you Donald Trump wants to do a perp walk. Donald Trump is a master of publicity. And he's already being arrested. He doesn't want it to be quiet. He wants himself to be a martyr out there for him. If you're on Team Trump, you're dying for him to be arrested and arrested on camera. And I suspect, remember, I predicted this for the longest time. I suspect he will get his wish because I suspect Alvin Bragg wants him to be arrested and on camera. Yes, Chris, I say with handcuffs and everything. I guarantee Trump is already thinking about 
what he's going to wear in his mugshot photo. He's practiced his mugshot picture several times in the mirror. You think I'm joking, but I bet you he has because it's going to be legendary. Remember, this this mugshot photo Trump's going to take, it will go down in history. It will be one of the most famous photos ever, and it's coming on Tuesday. Now, let's be honest about both angles here. Let's let's deal with the Alvin Bragg angle. We'll come back with the Trump angle and and a lot of people are bringing up what this means for the primary, which kind of seems gross because the implications of this are way bigger than that. But let me just bring this up for Alvin Bragg. Okay, Alvin Bragg, be mad at him all you want. Committed communist George Soros backed. But Alvin Bragg, Alvin Bragg just punched his ticket to be a system-approved individual. Alvin Bragg just punched his ticket to the New York governor's mansion, to a New York senator. He could be that. Maybe New York City mayor. That's that look, that's that's a really, 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 really big deal. A really big deal. Alvin Bragg just punched his ticket not only to higher office. I don't know his family situation, but remember, the bribery that takes place at the high levels is bribery that isn't illegal, but it's obvious. And this is what I mean. Alvin Bragg, okay, you're gonna indict Trump. The entire left has wanted to indict Trump forever. Yeah, okay, you're arresting him, arresting him on some bogus crap. But now, guess whose cousin gets into NYU with one phone call? Alvin Bragg. I don't know if he's married, but if he is, guess whose wife is about to get some offers to sit on the board of this think tank or that think tank? Watching the Bragg family income go up exponentially. Again, none of these things are illegal, but this is how the bribery at high levels work. At low levels. If you're in some small town somewhere, like me, I live in a small town. I have no doubt there's corruption in the politics here. Now that corruption is less obvious. That's the more, that's the corruption you're thinking about. Hey, here's a, Here's an envelope full of cash. I'd really love it if my construction company could get this job to repave the road. That stuff is universal. That happens everywhere. Red, blue, everywhere. But that's more small-level corruption. Elite-level corruption, federal government, New York City, it works the way I said, and they've built it in that way so it's not illegal. Again, Alvin Bragg isn't going to get some chest full of cash left on his back porch, at least not that I know of. What you're going to see, if you were to track it, and I won't just because I don't care about the guy enough, if you were to track it, you would watch the Bragg family business get a nice little <clears throat> boost in the coming years. He will be he will be handsomely rewarded by the system for being a good little boy. Now, as far as Trump goes, as I mentioned briefly last night, and again, I'm moving off of this. We're not doing we're not we're not uh, I didn't do it last time. I'm not doing it tonight. I'm not doing that. You you already know the deal. It's a sham. He's being indicted. You already knew he was being indicted. Okay. As far as Trump goes, I, I think people, if we're going to, if we're going to focus on the primary election aspect of it, which is kind of a little gross when you talk about something this big, but it's the reality of life. People are saying, Oh, that's this just won it for him. It just won it for him. I, I think people are over inflating that. There's no question this will give Trump a nice little boost in the polls, but dude, it's, it's March 31st. It's March 31st, 2023. We politicos, you and me, talking to both of us, believe me, fingers are going both ways here. You and me. We think everyone pays attention. 
And it's not that I think there are people out there who don't know about Trump's indictment. I get that. Everyone knows. But people are not the, the undecided voters. Most of the GOP, I'd say 80 percent of it so far, primary voters have already made their decision, Trump or heavy D. And you have a couple who with the other also ran losers, but most of them have already made their decision. So you're only dealing with the people who are undecided. Well, think about this, because you sit in a camp, and I guarantee, I see my emails, I know you sit strongly in a camp. Either you are waving that flag, that Trump flag, or that heavy D flag, and you're waving it to the day you die. So you're firmly in a camp already. If you're not firmly in a camp already, you're not deciding in March of 2023. You may even say you're deciding now. No, that's it. I'm voting for Trump. No one else ever. But that's not really true because there's so much campaign time left. There's so much real estate left in between now and when they start voting. That's just a fact. Between now and when Iowa comes and New Hampshire comes and South Carolina comes, and we'll be all over all this the whole time next year, there's a million miles to go. Honestly, this while this whole thing is good for Team Trump, if I was Team Trump, I would be a little salty about one thing. I'd be a little salty that they're doing it in 2023. Man, hook me up and do this in March of 2024. Watch me sweep the primaries. I, I, I don't think he's going down for this whole thing anyway. The point is the humiliation, all right? Anyway, the guy says, Jesse, you're correct saying we're experiencing a late-stage republic. I think it's just accelerated by the indictment of Trump. Uh, no, it, it's not accelerated by the indictment of Trump. It's just that more people know about it now. You know, Again, people wonder why I don't spend all the time in the world on the same thing everyone else talks about. Because you already know, and I already know. Is the, is the United States of America, in your mind, any more corrupt today than they were yesterday when you woke up in the morning before Trump had been indicted? No. You knew the scams. You knew the game. You knew where the communists were. You knew their motivations. You know the, the uphill battle we face. You know the local elections we need to focus on and win, creating alternate economies and alternate medical institutions. And you know, you know all this. You knew all of this. None of this surprised you just because it surprised your neighbor who doesn't pay attention, normie norm. That doesn't mean it surprised you. All this did was reveal it to more people. Just look, just like COVID, like we talked about with COVID many times. COVID didn't ruin us. COVID revealed that we were already ruined. It revealed that we had broken institutions across the board. Now, speaking of broken institutions, let's talk about takeout food next. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Again, I am aware that the music is not in the podcast anymore. If you're listening to the sultry sounds of my voice now on a podcast, I just started talking and there was no music. I I, I know. I, I know. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it right now. We're. We're working on trying to help. The decision was made above our pay grade, and that's just all I can tell you about that for the time being. Now, before we get to this lionization, Chris, did I nail that? Is that how you say that? Lionize? I did that? First try? 
Look, people forget my community college was accredited. All right. I went to an accredited community college almost three years of credits. And I might have ended up getting an associate's degree or something like that. But I had ended up having to drop algebra a few times. It was, we don't need to go into the details. Three times? Yeah, I think it was three times, Chris. And I was going to school on the, uh, on the uh, GI Bill because I'd gotten out of the Marines. And the, they kept giving me crap about dropping these classes. And I kept trying to explain to them, no, it's, it's algebra. And they were like, yeah, algebra matters. It, 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 algebra counts too. And I said, no, it shouldn't. It's algebra. And they didn't, we just didn't see eye to eye. That's it. It was, a, it was a difference of opinion is all it was. All right. So anyway, dear master of etiquette, is it acceptable for me to order takeout from a different place than where my family wants to order from so I can get what I want and enjoy it? Or am I a total savage? I'm still going to bring it home and eat it with them. Her name is Rachel. Okay, Rachel. Rachel's one of those hot chick names. Did you know that, Chris? There are some of those names, like, like Tiffany, right? almost every Tiffany. Carly's. Candies are there, too. You just got to watch yourself, right? You got to be careful around around that. You wake up one day, your bank account's empty. She took off with your dad. But you, either way, back to the question. I, I struggle with these, is it rude or is it not rude questions because I am so naturally rude. And that's not true. Don't nod along in agreement, Chris. I, I don't mean to be rude. I just, well, here's what happened. This is a great example. We were in a pool. We're, we're, we were down in Florida. This was during COVID. So Florida was the only place you could go to experience any kind of freedom. We took a vacation. It was like three days, three, four days at, uh, I think it was a Margaritaville hotel. It was very nice. It was fun. We took the boys down there, had a few days on the beach to get the heck out of here and get a beach, the beach time somewhere. And the, the Margaritaville hotel had a pool and there were always people in the pool. And at one point in time, I just kind of wanted to lay back in the pool and soak up some sun, do that thing where you kind of puff up your lungs and just kind of float through the water. So I laid back and I was floating through the water. And the wife said, would you stop doing that? I said, why? She said, there are other people in the pool. I said, well, yeah, but I'm not not bothering them. I'm floating through the pool. She said, well, what if they wanted to? And she tried to explain to me that I always, no matter what I'm doing, operate as if I'm in charge and as if I'm the only person doing it. And that's no, no, Chris, no, that's not. Don't agree with her. Anyway, that's not true at all. Therefore, I have a hard time with etiquette questions because you asked, is it acceptable to eat se- eat something different than your family? I actually have this argument in my family all the time where the, the wife will text, hey, I'm going to make this, for, or if it's, if it's takeout night, hey, I'm going to grab this on the way home for the boys. They've got practice. She doesn't have time to cook. I say, that's fine. And she's, she'll say, you want anything from there? And I say, no, it's, no, it's good. And then she'll know what I'm going to do. She'll say, well, what are you going to eat? And I always have to come with that. Oh, I'm not sure yet. She said, yes, you do. You don't want to eat here, do you? And I said, no, I do. And you should eat there. You should eat there. I'll just grab something else. Oh, what are you going to grab? Well, what is it? What difference does it make? Look, I, I'm a big food guy, as you well know. Shut up, Chris. And I eat separate. No. Yo, you don't have any etiquette problems eating separate. They have a problem accepting you for who you are. Maybe you should just get my Patriot Supply. Then 
whenever the grocery store shuts down because China drops an EMP on your area and when all your neighbors are starving to death, you and your family can eat together and you'll be eating the same thing. That'll be fun. You can all pull out your emergency three-month food kits and while everyone else is eating their own arm to try to stay alive, you will have 2,000 calories a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, shelf life. You can't even believe it. We're talking 25 years from now. You want real, lasting things that can sustain you for whatever comes, God forbid? MyPatriotSupply.com, because they've got them $200 off right now. MyPatriotSupply.com, everyone in your home needs an emergency three-month food kit. It ships fast, it ships anonymous, and one last thing on that, again, keep it anonymous, please. Don't even tell me. Don't email don't put it on Instagram. When you get your emergency three-month food kit, keep it quiet. Uh, I do think there, sadly, is a chance that you may end up eating from that food kit in your lifetime, or your children might. Keep that quiet. Yeah, if you don't, good. That's right, good. I I pray to God it goes to waste. Please let me. I, I pray it all the time. Lord, please let my My Patriot Supply stuff go to waste. But And 25 years is a long time, isn't it? MyPatriotSupply.com. All right? All right. Now, let's dig into something. Because I'm seeing a lot of outrage from the right about something. I referenced it a little bit earlier. In the wake of that absolutely horrific mass shooting at a Christian school in Nashville, instead of the normal condemnations of the shooter, revelations of his or her motivations all these things all the things we normally see instead we've seen something completely different we've seen shoot madonna just announced more tour dates in solidarity with the trans community joe biden himself the president of the united states of america put out a pro-trans thing on social media today the protesters, I just mentioned this before, the protesters holding up seven fingers as if there are seven victims. I'll finish playing this whole thing right here. Hundreds of people showed up today. I mean, probably about 1,500, maybe even upwards of that showing out. A lot of young people, a lot of young students skipping school, a lot of parents bringing their young kids here as well. And I talked to the organizer of today's event. She's a single mom herself. Her son's about to turn five. And she said she felt mobilized to act when she saw this on Monday. She put the flyer out immediately five-year-old with a single mom being dragged to a trans event that kid's gonna end up great she was heartened to see uh the result today with people singing songs confronting lawmakers on their way into the general assembly today calling for some kind of gun reform i've talked to uh, a mother who lost her uh, older son to gun violence in the waffle house shooting here in yeah yeah you you got it, you got it well the new york post put out a puff piece pretty much on that shooter today calling her whimsical. We've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen this protection being done for a mass shooter. So why are we seeing it now? I'll tell you in a second. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.